0: Yeah, well, last month I stopped paying for her storage unit, took the money, and went to the track. Now, does that sound like a man is afraid of his wife? Jefferson,
1: can I have the keys to the storage unit?
0: Watch me con my way out of this one.
2: What storage unit?
1: The storage unit where I keep my precious, irreplaceable baby furniture.
2: I love you so very deeply.
1: What have you done to my baby furniture, which means more to me? Than five of you.
2: Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a Woo! Oh,
3: no man presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. Here are your hosts,
4: Dan, Jamie, and Al.
3: We're back. We're still in baby mode. My name is Al. I just got paid, and I want to get...
5: That's enough. (laughs) Sorry. I now feel cheaper than I've ever felt in my life, and that's saying something. Oh, and I'm Jamie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You feel so cheap, you don't even
4: want to tell anyone who you are. (laughs) And I'm Dan Piscopo Chase, and I think you know what to do for backstage passes. Piscopo, that's low. (laughs) Yeah, man.
3: (laughs) So we are reviewing Looking for a Desk in All the Wrong Places. Of course, that's a playoff, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places.
5: Or Looking Penub.
3: By Johnny Lee. <laughs> it's a season six, episode five. Director Jerry Cohen. Writer Lisa Lip. Special guest stars Robert Lesser as Bum. Terry Hoyos as Miss Garcia. Lisa Saxton. We got her again. That was the girl who was passing out fake eyes and teeth and noses. Oh, yeah. As Bathsheba, Tanya Lawson, as Salome—that was the blonde chick in uh, this guy's dream. Renee Tension and Rosie Tension, Topsy and Mopsy. <laughs> Seth Dillon, as George Garcia, the little boy.
5: Okay, what I think is interesting is they have biblical names like Salome and Bathsheba, and of course he's standing in like the the. The fruit tree, or I think it was actually an an apple tree, but um, see, as you get this whole Garden of Eden, even there's only one tree. (laughs) That's immediately the first thing I thought of, and I didn't even know their names at the time because you know you don't talk about their names. But then you've got Topsy and (laughs) Mopsy. What the hell does that even mean? Now I get that that's kind of like it. Those are similar to Flopsy, which we've already had in a previous episode. And I've guessed that they've got this whole thing going on, but Topsy and Mopsy? What? Bathsheba, Salome, Topsy and Mopsy. <laughs> like, it just, it's so weird. <laughs>
3: That's in the Bible. It's somewhere in the back. <laughs> I'm telling you. Those are the
4: uh, two disciples that they don't talk about.
3: Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> alan jefferson search for a maid while their pregnant wives are shopping that is that is the weirdest okay i don't care <laughs> and this is coming from the thing that you bought with the dvds
4: wait it says, it says what that's not even from imdb so we can't blame them
3: <laughs> it says alan jefferson search for a in quotations made while their pregnant wives are shopping
4: that's probably uh-huh. Uh-huh. the worst synopsis for any episode ever. <laughs> I don't even, I mean,
5: I don't even know what that would be. What? What?
4: Does any of that happen?
3: No, I'm I starting. Don't, yeah, I
4: don't think any of that even happens. And uh... Guys, did I watch the right episode?
3: I don't think so. <laughs> we should just stop the show and just come back <laughs> after further review. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. So there's another Bundy baby meeting. This time, all the heads are on the table. Everyone is just totally exhausted with this already.
0: Hear ye, hear ye. I am now officially opening the weekly Bundy baby meeting, which we all look forward to so much. (laughs) Dinner time! (laughs) Just kidding.
2: (laughs) I love you, Peg. Just kidding.
3: Peg yells dinner time to wake them up. Kelly doesn't get up for some reason. She doesn't have the same uh, need for food.
4: (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) Now the secretary can read the minutes from our last baby meeting. (sighs) (laughs) You must forgive Kel, Mom.
4: But she might just come to life if you say, I just got paid and I want to get... That's
6: enough. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, I know why she didn't wake up to set up that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was a good one.
3: That is, that is a great one. Like, can you imagine a guy says that and she's like, ooh, money and something else I like? <laughs> Works for me.
0: But I am promoting you to temporary secretary. You may read your sister's minutes.
4: I'm truly honored. Hail, baby. <laughs>
1: I can no longer write down the insane bellowing of what used to be my mother. This baby is a curse to us all. Wait, I am supposed to rise and give a hail, baby. There, I've done it. I feel cheaper than I've ever felt, and that's saying something.
7: Hail, baby. I will now read the minutes. Uh oh. Hail, baby.
6: <laughs>
0: you will say 10 Hail Babies in the privacy of your own room.
3: <laughs> Kelly has to say 10 Hail Babies as if it's 10 Hail Marys to ask for forgiveness. The problem is when you say 10 Hail Marys, don't you have to say an entire prayer? Like, wh- how do you say 10 Hail Babies? You just say Hail Baby, Hail Baby, Hail Baby. <laughs>
5: right? Yeah, I- which I- makes me wonder why she has to do it in the privacy of her own room. It'll take two seconds. <laughs>
2: According to my research, it takes $780,000 to raise a baby from birth to college. Thankfully, since I sold a shoe last week, I am proud to announce that we're now just short $780,000. Thank you very much.
3: Um, Most people don't earn that much money, or at least in 18 years.
4: Or in five lifetimes.
3: But back then, it's like the normal wage was like thirty five thousand dollars. Right. Some people were pretty successful, making like eighty five thousand back then, as as the general wage. But um, th- it couldn't cost that much to raise a kid, right?
4: I I don't know, Jamie. What is that with inflation <laughs> by today's standards? By which way, I- which part?
5: The whole the big number? The seven 700- hundred
3: eighty thousand? Yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like one point four million dollars almost. Ready
5: yeah, go. it's uh, $1,447,615.86 <laughs> Wow
3: Wow, I'm good That school teacher could have used the 86 cents I guess, does that make any of you guys want to run out and have a kid now?
5: No <laughs>
3: <laughs> What do you think? Hmm. <laughs> so Al doesn't want to really sit next to Jefferson That's kind of a bummer Yeah Jefferson comes over, he's sitting on the couch. Al won't
4: even go over there right yeah it it's a weird relationship that 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 they have, like so far anyways, very weird. He hasn't really bonded yet well it it's almost like um you know if he sees them at the airport, you know he'll he'll throw a few back with him, and you know in the right situation, yeah, and then they get along great, but actually getting him to that point, it seems like Al wants nothing to do with him
3: every time, yeah.
4: Yeah, he never wants them to come over. I don't blame them, though. There. If somebody just walked into my house, I'd be like, do what are you doing? <laughs>
3: yeah, they really have no need for privacy. Like, if people came over my house that often and just showed up at any moment, right. I'd be like, you got to be kidding me,
4: right?
5: Now, but- I used Mar- to have friends that did that.
4: Oh, that's the worst. Really? But-
5: yeah, but I mean, I didn't care. But that was before I was married, uh, you know. Like, now, I wouldn't appreciate it.
3: <laughs> yeah, when you're younger, it does not it's not th- that big of a deal. It's like when you're older, it's just not cool to do that.
5: No, I enjoy my privacy now. Like, I, right. you know, I, now, I, I don't know. I
4: don't like, like company. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. <laughs> That's not a new thing, though, on sitcoms in general. You know, people just yeah. walk in all the time. Yeah, but it's like they're,
3: no one's ever doing anything when people come over.
4: <laughs> right, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, like it doesn't seem to ever matter. <laughs> right. Like if you look at what, like, why, wow, they just came in. Like, wh- what about if they were, well, they're never doing anything. They're just always just sitting there.
4: <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> they're not even engaged in a movie. They're not working on a hobby or a project. They're not recording a podcast.
4: <laughs> Recording a 90s podcast.
3: Yeah, 30 year too late podcast.
4: <laughs> you know what
2: I'd do if I was president? What? i give me a big empty state no one's using, you know, a state like Idaho.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'd get every pregnant woman in the country. I'd stick him into a donut truck <laughs> and I'd convoy him to Boise. <laughs> now, since nobody cares anything about Idaho anyway, I changed the name to
4: Prignaho <laughs> He
0: must be talking about his Idaho plan again.
4: <laughs> it just sounds wrong.
3: Now, you guys got to remember that when you see all these vote for Al Bundy uh, things that you're going to see in what, 2020, I guess?
4: <laughs> yes. yes.
3: So just don't get pregnant if you're under his uh, his <laughs> reign.
4: <laughs> we have uh, a lot of pregnant hoes over here in New Bedford. Eh, I was going to say that it sounds
5: like a nickname that Bud would have for Kelly if she ever,
3: <laughs> right? Well, Dan, you live in P. M. Massachusetts, right?
4: <laughs> I do, indeed. Yes. So he's actually going to send them to you. <laughs> yeah, it gets bad uh, the further south you go.
0: Oh, Marcy, there's so many things I want. I mean, look at this baby bedroom set. I just got to have this. Oh, Peggy, that's $10,000. Do you think Al can afford it?
3: It is like the weirdest thing with money with these people and their concept of it. And what could possibly be worth $10,000? Not Not even the baby.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I stopped feeling bad for the Bundys at some point just because of how... Like that scale is just so forever sliding. Like they have no money and yet they spend it so ridiculously that you just got to kind of, you know, like you're dealing with such numbers that just don't make any sense at all. So like you can't, (laughs) it's just hard to like feel bad for them when they're broke and hungry and making Tang sandwiches. Eating dog food. Oh, wait, (laughs) we're not there yet. Right.
1: (laughs) Well, actually, I'm not buying new furniture for the baby. My daughter will inherit all the precious heirlooms that were passed on to me, including a beautiful baby desk in hot pink with a ruffle.
0: Well,
1: what if your baby's a boy? And let his father get him something. (laughs) Oh, my desk. I used to have this little tea service, and at my desk I would hold teas for all my imaginary friends. There was Jennifer, the most popular girl in the school. Well... She would never really be my friend, but at my desk, she'd drink four or five cups of my tea. She'd have to. I'd make her. (laughs) Then there was Robert, the cutest guy in the school. Normally, he'd just throw his milk in my face, but not at my desk. Oh, I could see him now. Kissing my four-year-old feet. <laughs> lick them, baby. Lick them. Lick em like a dog. Oh, the times I would have at my little desk with my little chair, my little potty, where I'd shove imaginary Jennifer's face every day. Yeah, new stuff is fine, but how can you put a price tag on memories like those?
6: <laughs>
0: well... I see since your pregnancy, you've stopped taking your little pills, haven't you?
3: (laughs) She sat around a table and the kids that hated her at school were there, but they loved her there and respected her and listened to what she said. It's really kind of (laughs) sad.
4: Why? Because of what she turned into? (laughs) Well, it's like
3: you can have imaginary friends, but it's so sad to have to take real people who won't bother with you and then turn them into these friends. Like, you're supposed to make your friends up out of nowhere. She,
4: she used it for pre-existing people? <laughs> like, that is so sad. Yeah, you're right. That is sad, now that I think about it. Right? <laughs> that's horrible. Like, the girl that hated you back in grade school. Like, she's now your best friend.
3: That's... <laughs> 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 wow. That's it's so weird. That's pretty pathetic. She has major issues, man.
2: <laughs> so... Now we got Pregnahoe. Yeah. See? Right. And we got PM, Massachusetts. <laughs> but where we live is called Breast Virginia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. Breast Virginia. That does sound good, though. <laughs> That's me now. <laughs>
2: She's got you shaking like a Frenchman in a thunderstorm.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Yeah. well, last month I stopped paying for her storage unit, took the money, and went to the track. Now, does that sound like a man is afraid of his wife?
1: Jefferson, can I have the keys to the storage unit?
3: So Jefferson stopped paying for a storage unit, and it, what impeccable timing. I mean, how often do you mention something?
5: I uh, know, that, uh, ugh. <laughs> right. You know how I feel about clumsy comedy timing i mean it just it just feels very sloppy to me and lazy
4: right, and it yeah lazy is the word yeah i agree
3: that was just so that was the worst example so far right that we've seen right i agree watch me
2: con my way out of this one <laughs> what storage unit
1: the storage unit where i keep my precious irreplaceable baby furniture
2: Good night, sweet prince.
1: Can I have the keys? I want to show Peggy.
2: I love you so very deeply.
1: What have you done to my baby furniture, which means more to me than five of you?
0: (laughs) And you didn't want them to come over? I was
1: wrong. (laughs) You let them auction off my baby furniture, my memories, my life.
2: And there's the wind up and the pitch. That's out of the park.
3: Marcy knocks him out over the couch and all you see is his two feet on top of the couch twitching. This is not the first time Marcy has done this. Do you guys remember the other time? cuckoo kachoo Mrs. Robinson mm-hmm. oh
4: yes yes
3: she said I'll slap you so hard your name will be swollen if you do that again that's what she said to Bud and Bud's feet were almost in the exact same place
5: that's right yeah I think he, was the, I think he even had one shoe off and one shoe on didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Did
4: he I'm not sure I just thought of Al's twitches when I saw that with Big Mama
3: where he's trying to move his legs and arms and he couldn't do it <laughs> Well, he moved those, but he couldn't move his – he couldn't get up. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Marcy now twice has knocked somebody over that couch. That's amazing.
4: Right. Also, too, I don't know. Like, it's just a weird thing. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they went um, abnormally close – Uh, for a close-up of Marcy in this. Mm. Did you guys notice this at all? Like, it's something small, and I know, like, they obviously utilize close-ups, but this one seemed to be extra close. (laughs) It
3: was weird. I gotta watch again. I don't remember.
4: Uh, It was just strange to me. I I don't know.
1: I am going to go and get my furniture back. I want you to remain on the floor and think about what you've done. (laughs) Now, Peggy and I are going to go to the storage company and get a list of the people who bought my heirlooms. Well, why me? Because when I get back, I want to strip him of every ounce of human dignity.
2: And only you can teach me how. (laughs) Yeah, she's the best. She debased me.
0: (laughs) You're making me blush. (laughs) You know, it's true. When we were married, he was so cute. He demanded three meals a day, clean clothes, and pillows. (laughs) It took me three long days. But baby, look at him now.
2: (laughs) You can get up now, Jefferson. She told me not to.
3: (laughs) Well, we have the first anti-baby meeting ever.
2: (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye. I call the third weekly Bundy anti-baby meeting to order. (laughs) If we may begin, we should don our ceremonial hats.
3: They have these black hats with the with a baby on the front, like the Ghostbusters slash going through it.
4: Yeah, who's making these hats? <laughs> I wonder.
3: Uh, Bud, I would say.
4: Bud, Bud's making them. Grandmaster B. Yeah,
3: Grandmaster B. <laughs> Kelly looks hot, man, with that hat on, though. Right when they do that close up of her.
4: <laughs> yep.
3: She looks dope.
4: Oh,
5: I see you. You noticed Kelly's close up, but you didn't notice <laughs> notice or...
4: Marcy's trying to forget Marcy's. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hey, listen, I have selective close-up memory. <laughs> I
4: don't blame you in that case. Hmm. Now we may begin. Secretary
2: may read the minutes from our last meeting.
7: Bud, my brother, recited from the Bible, quoting the story of Moses. He suggested we place the baby in a basket with a couple of quarters in a blanket <laughs> and floated down the Ohio River, verily, to Cleveland. <laughs>
3: Set sail, baby. Set sail, baby. That's kind of a good idea, though.
7: Then we had a two-to-one vote to replace our mom with a huge hooted Oriental woman. (laughs) Who had no vocal cords, no uterus, but can fry a steak like a Texan.
3: It's weird because you, you're not supposed to talk about people as Oriental, right? Isn't that like when you say Oriental right. rug?
5: Yeah, rugs are Oriental, people are Asian.
3: Right. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, how does no one know that? How does Stacey Lipnot know that? <laughs> right?
4: <laughs> or they <laughs> do know it and they're being obscenely racist. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Plus, have you ever seen a huge-breasted Asian woman?
4: Never. No. <laughs> I think Robert Kraft has, but yeah.
3: <laughs> so it turns out they also have anti-Bud meetings.
7: Then Mommy woke up and wanted to know what we were laughing at. We said Bud. He trolled up the stairs in a little huff, and the three of us laughed at him till dawn. Oops. Oops. That was the beginning of our anti-Bud meeting.
6: Hey! <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, hold on. She's only kidding you. Only kidding. Listen, what's wrong with you? Don't you know how he feels right in front of him?
3: <laughs> how much of a bummer would that be to hear that?
4: He's so sad, too, when he finds out. <laughs>
3: yeah, that he was really depressed after that. Like, it's hard to realize people don't like you that way. <laughs> it's. It seems like, though, any one of them could have said that. Right. I believe that they would turn on each other easy, any of them.
4: <laughs> Either one. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just happened to be, um, you know, but we've seen uh, – Kelly and Al team up many times before. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that dynamic works, uh, especially when it's against Bud. It's just kind of like a funny little thing. But if you think about it, Bud and Kelly could team up against Al easily, you know, but that's usually to get his money because Al just for the most part wants to stay out of everybody's business, you know, or you could go the other way and, and it could be against Kelly. But that'd be too easy. There's no reason to go against Kelly really though. It's weird. Yeah, I I don't I wouldn't like that at all. It feel like they're hanging up on him. Yeah.
3: They went against Al because he got peg pregnant. They went against Peg because she's pregnant. <laughs> right. And Bud just because I guess and because <laughs> he's a loser, I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
5: right. well, plus, It kind of makes sense like the whole daddy's girl thing, you know. Right. Girls, girls and their dads, boys and their moms. And whenever we've seen those episodes where Kelly and Al are together. Right. Bud's always somewhere off with Peggy when that happens. So. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. To, they're like the natural team of of father daughter, you know, in that right. respect. Yep. Yep. I mean, were you guys closest to closer to your mom? Well, Dan, I know you were, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kind of just by default, but
2: um.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, he was closer to his dad. Believe it or not. <laughs> Oddly enough. That's
2: a low low blow there. I'd like some water. (laughs) Why don't you get it yourself? Marcy told me not to move. (laughs) Now, kids, I want you to take a good look over there, and you tell me what that teaches you. Nothing. No! This is the thing that can happen if you let Pregnosaurs rule the Earth.
3: (laughs) Well, Jefferson still won't move, because... He is a weenie in this episode.
1: (laughs) It's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of
2: Merry with Children. Lemon tree, very
4: pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet, but the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. One day beneath the lemon tree, my love and I did lie. A girl so sweet that when she smiled, the stars rose in the sky. We passed that summer lost in love Beneath the lemon tree
2: The music of her laughter Hid my father's words from me Are we going to let our own great red prigzilla do this to us? Are they going to find us with our legs up in the air?
8: I uh, Can't speak for Kelly, but they won't find me like that.
3: Uh, how often would you find Kelly with her legs up in the air? Do you think?
5: You you mean how often a day? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it depends if someone got paid and they want to.
4: <laughs> it depends on if you just walk in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how
3: yeah, many times you walk in their house unannounced? <laughs>
5: right. <laughs> or maybe if Bam Bam is wearing a, a leopard print loin cloth. <laughs>
7: Yeah, right. Like, I've never seen you like that before whenever Pebbles Flintstone wears a leopard mini-dress.
6: Hey, now! No,
7: no, no! No, kids, we're not out here to attack each other. We're
2: here to attack the baby. All right, I'm sorry.
3: Bud and Kelly realize they shouldn't be fighting with each other, and they have a little moment where they shake hands and they bond all over again. So that's nice.
4: Yeah, always nice.
1: Look! It's my blanket. Mr. Edwin Johansson? Indeed. Sir, I understand that you recently attended an auction where you purchased my old baby blanket, which was knitted by my Gemma Judy, and which I used to comfort myself and to suffocate my imaginary friend Jennifer. (laughs) I can see that it means a great deal to you by the way that it houses your collection of broken glass and mucus. (laughs) But I must have it back at any price.
2: A hundred grand.
0: How about a chop to the Adam's apple? Easy, Marcy. Let me handle this. Now, look, Al. Oh. I mean, Edwin. Gee, I wonder how I could have made a mistake like that. I have here a gift certificate for a free pair of women's shoes. I've dared to dream it, and now it comes true.
1: (laughs) No, I feel guilty. I can't have you spend your coupons on me.
0: Oh, Marcy, don't worry about it. I've got thousands of these. I steal them out of the cash register when Al's not looking. (laughs) So what do you say, Edwin? Make it $500 worth of shoes and we've got a deal. $500? Oh, Marcy, I give away more than that at Halloween. Kids just love them. (laughs) Give me this blanket.
3: Uh, Peg and Marcy have an al steve moment now remember when al and steve were walking through the streets of chicago and they were playing you belong to the city that just the instrumental that we play yeah of
5: course, during yeah.
3: the thing yeah and they were looking for marcy's barbie with that mark on its foot this was so reminiscent that episode was called guys and dolls it's our show number 27 mm. it looked identical to that in a lot of shots
4: So, do you think it was like a throwback to that episode, or? It's weird, like, there's so much
3: stuff here that is like a recalling. Like, Marcy knocking someone over a couch, them going through the city looking for childhood things. And again, it's Marcy's. First we're looking for Marcy's Barbie, now we're looking for Marcy's
4: everything. And, and, and it's not that I want to take credit away from the writers. Um, I do think that they pick and choose um, when and what callbacks they're going to use because there's certain things like that where, yeah, like you said, you can completely relate them to those moments. But then there's so many other inconsistencies that you just like. There's no way that you can make sense of anything. So <laughs> it's just it's just unbalanced. It's like why reference certain things to to the T and then completely. Disregard
3: others. Well it's not recycled per se. Stacy Lip wrote this one. Sandy Sprung and Marcy Vosberg wrote Guys and Dolls. So unless Stacy saw this and just said, I really like that one, let's head back into Chicago, you know. I I don't know, I doubt it. It's probably just an idea, let's get out of the house and you know whatever. It's just weird that they even kept the same person doing all of it.
4: Right, right, right. Except for the
3: fact that this time the girls went out looking.
0: Tell me, sir, how has society turned its back on you? The plant closed down, the farm went under, what? Can I help you get a job?
2: I already have a job
4: school teacher. Because <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, that's still true to this day. Like, teachers get paid nothing. Yet, yeah,
3: these days, teachers start off in the 30s and they. They usually average out around $56,000. If you get lucky, if everything ends up perfectly, you can go up to $80,000 usually. <laughs> um, that's today. Right. Back then, I guess the really good ones got like 45000 or something.
5: Yeah. Yeah, if you want to teach and make money, I recommend teaching at a university. Right, right, completely.
3: I mean, that you just cannot live off of, of these salaries. It's You have to be married or something, you know? Now... When they buy the blanket from this homeless guy with shoe coupons. um,
4: (laughs) It just sounds so stupid. I
3: know. (laughs) Yeah, I like how they're doing this with no real money, just (laughs) shoe coupons.
4: They don't have anything. They have shoe coupons. (laughs) Like, it's just waiting to set up so many jokes for everybody to rack on them.
3: (laughs) Right. But when she takes the blanket out of the homeless guy's hand, the aforementioned broken glass doesn't fall out of it. I noticed that. How disappointing was that? I also wondered
5: at the time when she said it, how did you know there's broken glass in there? All we've seen him do is blow his nose.
3: Right. Hmm. How random. And why make the joke if you're not even going to have a good Pay off. little payoff or something? If you want to call that a payoff, like, <laughs> or <laughs> consistency or whatever. I don't know. Right. I just don't get that.
2: Hey. Demand 340? (laughs) What else do we want?
7: Love and affection.
2: No, we said it had to be something we all
7: wanted.
2: How about clean clothes? Yes. Yes! Now, where does it say just because a woman is pregnant? She can't take 18 years' worth of socks, dump in a machine, and push a
6: button. We're
2: being had, I tell you.
7: Yeah, and who says that she can't get the wasp nest off the roof? Right! If there were pies up there, you'd have to get
2: a gun and shoot her to get her down.
7: Hey, I want
0: clean, dry sheets. Well, you know, because it gets humid in my room.
7: Yes, dancing with a rubber woman can make any room a jungle.
3: With a rubber woman, Isis again, we get another mention of her. <laughs> not her, not by name. Right. Uh, let's backpedal one second and talk about the bum. His name is Robert Lesser. He is famous for Die Hard, <clears throat> Oscar with Sylvester Stallone, Godzilla 1998, 2010's – oh, no, that's 2010 from 1984 – it's the name of a movie.
4: Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was so
3: confused. I know. Yeah, apparently I was too. Uh, Freddy's Nightmares, like everybody seems to be. Of course. Yeah, right. What else do you do in your life before you come here? It's a prerequisite for the show. Horn. <laughs>
4: well,
3: that's if you're a woman. <laughs> he is still alive today, and uh, he's doing a 2019 show called Strange Therapy. So Jefferson uh, took a major step forward, and now he's sitting on the couch instead of laying behind it. (laughs) Moving up. (laughs) And he has a fantasy of him playing guitar, like Jamie said, in the Garden of Eden, I guess. And four girls are in the fantasy. We've seen one of them before, Lisa Saxton. That was the girl we mentioned in She's Having My Baby Part 2, who is uh, the vendor girl. We have Tanya Lawson. As Salome, and then Topsy and Mopsy, the (laughs) Renee Tension girls. They have been on, well, Renee Tension. I I can't tell the difference between the two, but. (laughs) uh, She she will be in the episode Torch Song Duet. She'll be in Spring Break Part 2. Oh. And we already saw her in Route 66 Part 2 as Macadamia. Ah. I remember her. That's, yep. And her sister, Rosie Tension will be back in Torch Song duet as Carla. So we're going to have another twin moment, I
4: guess. Now, with them being twins, do you think there's tension between them? <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't resist. That was just great. sitting there. That
3: was really good. Do you think there's tension between these two? Yes. I think <laughs> they fought over everything. <laughs> oh, my God. She was in um, the show Martin and the Fresh Prince.
2: Martin
3: The other girl, Rosie, was in Martin Jamie Foxx show White Man's Burden I guess they do a lot of twin stuff
4: I, That's party. what I was going to say It sounds like they played twins in everything together Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have not checked If all these girls were naked So I'm afraid everyone has to do their own research This time around <laughs> Just didn't have the time
4: <laughs> We're asking for the fans to put in work here I'm to,
3: I Sorry guys he got put in work in our show now.
5: Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet,
4: but the fruit of the poor lemon is
6: impossible.
4: To-
1: Mopsy, I'm Mopsy. We're
4: twins, and we're your biggest fans. <laughs> what a crummy fantasy.
2: Uh, yeah, I know. But my wife's mad at me. It's hard to concentrate.
4: Oh,
0: yeah. Hey, here's a little something I know you
2: girls have been wanting to ask me. Oh. Do you wanna dance <laughs> under the <my life>? moonlight?
6: <laughs> oh, <no>. I know. I <laughs> know.
2: You must be in great pain (laughs) Okay, so we're agreed We show this list to your mother And we hold firm to our demands Rights of the born Can I get a woe born? Woe
6: born! born.
3: (laughs) Marcy and Peg are at Mrs. Garcia's house
1: Mrs. Garcia, you'll be glad to know that this is the last stop on an arduous journey to recover the lost furniture of my childhood.
8: What?
3: (laughs) She is played by Terry Hoyos. Hoyos. And she is alive today and in a show called Grey's Anatomy.
4: (laughs) Why did you say it like you've never heard of Grey's Anatomy? (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> she's famous for a man apart, Bulworth, Cristella, and she's no angel. Oh, she's a real actress. She was she was in seventy three things. So
4: wow, nice. Yeah, yeah.
3: And by the way, this other girl, Tanya Lawson, the one of the ones in Jefferson's Fantasy, hmm. the blonde, she was in Pacific Blue <laughs> with Mario Lopez. <laughs> the cover is so funny it's episode heat wave 1996 and her name is blonde
4: really in-depth character
3: yeah um but for some reason it doesn't say tv series on that top part where it shows what they're famous for
4: i know pacific blue was definitely a show on usa back in the day
3: (laughs) okay she was in days of our lives uh dangerous seductress so she might have been naked and guardian angel (laughs) so there's hope
1: (laughs) my desk my little desk. Do you mind? Shoo, 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 shoo.
0: Uh while well, my friend is paddling down the river of insanity. Perhaps we we'll could talk. Ooh, chicken. May I? Oh, please do. We keep it out for intruders.
6: <laughs>
0: anyway, it's about this desk. You see, my friend would really like to buy it. It means a lot to her. And over here is where imaginary Jennifer would sit.
1: I bet she'd like some nice, scalding tea in her face. What do you think,
0: Jorge? Mom! Uh, anyway, we don't have any money. But we have $1,000 worth of shoe coupons. You see, in this country, my husband is a very powerful man. He's a shoe salesman. Really? In my country, shoe salesmen are laughed at by beggars and the feeble. Our countries are very much alike. Do we have a deal? Well, I am very touched by your offer and by your friend's insanity,
7: but to my family, this desk is a symbol of america it is the very first thing that we bought in this country and we
0: wanted to pass it down to generation and generation and our family as a symbol of of hope and freedom for although we are not americans our children can be
3: aren't you overthinking this a little bit it's a desk right like what do your kids stare at it all day and just hear and to think of the freedom and possibilities and you know all this symbol like what the hell are you
4: talking about? It's a desk. The only thing that they could have done has worked in something where the sentimental value was abundant in that, you know. But even then, you question, well, then why would you put it in a in a storage locker, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Oddly enough, though, um, I'm in the process of moving into a new place, getting all new furniture. So, as of like last night, we we're looking at desks. Isn't that crazy? Wow! I know it's so weird. Like, get Marcy's at an auction. I know, right? Yeah, right? I should, I should go. Uh, I should go to storage containers. See
3: what's. There up. might be broken glass in it.
4: <laughs> it's worth it.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. Because it's the first thing they bought in America. Wow. <laughs> like, if I moved somewhere, you think I'd care about the first thing I bought when I got there?
4: <laughs> yeah, she should be happy that immigration didn't get her sooner.
1: All that highfalutin talk about hope and freedom sure didn't last through the threat of calling immigration. Ha ha ha
0: You're a mighty sick woman, Marcy. <laughs>
1: maybe so, maybe so, but I'm a sick woman with a desk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Marcy threatened to call immigration, laughs about it. Like, that's Marcy's super dark side, man.
4: <laughs> right. That's funny. It's petty. I love it.
2: Where's Jefferson? He's out in the backyard singing Tiny Bubbles to Buck, but uh, <laughs> that's not important.
3: Now... Th- This is a re-reference again. When Steve won the trip to Hawaii at his bank, he said, tiny bubbles up your nose, Swanson. That
4: was it! I knew! I knew it! I was like, where have I heard that? I was like, was it on this show? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I guess... Is that
3: does that imply that Jefferson's fantasy is actually he thinks it's taking place in Hawaii? Cuz isn't that like a Hawaii specific thing to say?
4: No, it's
5: with it's reference. a reference Don Ho specific thing to say because it's from his song Tiny Bubbles and he is Hawaiian so yes. Oh,
3: there you go. Hey, I don't know, that's weird cuz the Adam and Eve that wasn't in Hawaii, was it? No. <laughs> it was in Newark. Me and the kids have something
2: to say to you. And all pregnoids like you. (laughs) Tell them, kids.
7: What? We love love you, you, Mommy. mommy. Mom, you should have heard the things Dad was saying about you and the baby. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He was going to make you do the laundry. Yeah,
7: he made us wear these hats.
2: That's untrue. That's untrue.
1: (laughs) Well, I handled my husband. What are you going to do?
3: Al joins Jefferson's fantasy.
6: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Al, yeah. what are you doing in my fantasy?
2: I don't know. Last thing I remember, a frying pan bounced off my head.
3: But don't mind me. I'm on my way to my own fantasy. And I love how Al, the way they shot this. It's so funny. Like, they sh- shoot the side where it's obviously just a stage, like, where they're acting and stuff. Yeah. And Al's just grabbing a coffee from, like, the craft service table or something. <laughs> And then he just walks over to Jefferson's fantasy. (laughs) Uh, Don't mind me. I'm on my way to my own fantasy.
2: Girls, there's a a portion of my fantasy.
3: (laughs) Girls, there's a portion of my fantasy. And they all just leave Jefferson and go with Al. (laughs) We yep. won't even get into the logistics of what does that, you can't go into someone else's fantasy because you're not, what are we watching, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3? Right, right. You could enter people's dreams now <laughs> if you're knocked
4: out. <laughs> He's like, in my dreams, I'm a wizard. <laughs> in my dreams, I drive a Porsche. In my dreams, we don't even dress up the set. Yeah. <laughs> That is so weird. I think that's some uh, pre-screen meta stuff going on there. That's so meta. It's amazing.
8: (laughs) No, ma'am. We'll be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Be sure to subscribe to them on the Apple Podcast app and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, Just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. Now they're available on the TV Time app. Go to your app store and type in TV Time. Join their Patreon and support your favorite podcast with a small monthly donation. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now Dan, Jamie, and Alex are going to give their final thoughts on this week's episode. (laughs)
3: <laughs> all right, how many shoe coupons are you giving a homeless guy for this episode out of 5? Dan.
4: Um, so this was a good good episode. Um it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um I don't think it teeters into great territory either. Um I did notice though all the callbacks which were very abundant in this episode wouldn't you say oh yeah um abundant yeah <laughs> it, it, it's it's right in the middle so i would give it 3 coupons okay that makes sense 3 coupons because like i said i i i had to think long and hard about this episode cuz like i said there's nothing about it that's bad or that necessarily takes away from it. But you do have to look at the episode in relation to all of them. And, oh man, there's so many like classics that we've been seeing as of late. So yes. it's, it's hard not to look at this in comparison to those episodes. But, right. um, but I did enjoy it. I, I laughed quite a few times. It was, it was a solid watch. It was fun, you know, okay. just like, it's just low key. That's all. Exactly. Very, exact. very low key. So three coupons, hopefully, me, they'll sell me my blanket back.
3: <laughs> With imaginary glass in it. Yeah,
4: right. <laughs> exactly. Jamie, how many
3: shoe coupons are you giving a homeless guy out of five for this episode? Jamie. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm probably going to do like 3.5. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I think it was, I think there was a lot of funny stuff. In the end, it doesn't rank as right. high as some of my other favorite episodes i mean the the main bit of this is we spent time looking for marcy's childhood furnitures which <laughs> i don't really care about so right. <laughs> um i'll say
3: 3.5 okay
5: well put
3: <laughs> uh i'm handing out <clears throat> three uh shoe coupons out of five to a homeless guy for this episode oh wow and i was afraid i was being harsh okay no
4: yeah we all pretty much rated this the same
3: there's nothing wrong with it i i really do enjoy the fantasy stuff especially the big punchline at the end of al taking off with his chicks you know it's it was cool to watch them go through the streets of chicago it's different you don't see that a lot that was a nice unique little bit i don't really like jamie says it's like but do I really care about what they're doing? Right. No, how could I, you know? Um, right. Then the other half of this, you know, there was some good some good bits with, like, them having an anti-Bud meeting. Right. Al with his, you know, breast Virginia and all that, you <laughs> know, uh, pregna-ho. That, you know, there's, there's like, blips of good moments here. Right. But I just don't think this is, like, an episode I would, like, rush to to watch again.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You you know what else, too? I feel like episodes like this, um, I don't hold against them at all, considering how many fives we've been giving out, (laughs) you know? Right, exactly. There's been so many good episodes that, like, if you have one that's just, oh, yeah, that was good, but not bad, not bad by any means, but, yeah, that was good. Um, I feel like if they were hitting home runs every episode, it would be weird, right? Like it would—I don't know. There, there, there'd be something off about that. Like, I don't know. It just gives it perspective, and like, like we said too, nobody, nobody disliked this episode. I think my biggest problem came in with what you said uh, in terms of like, yeah, it, we're spending time looking for Marcy's furniture. Just kind of weird, kind of random. Um, but I did like how they added everything back in there too. so yeah like I, I'm so glad that you rated this uh, a three two outs, because I was I was nervous. I was like am I being too harsh on this episode
3: no well even especially considering I'm so familiar with that older I mean we, you know we all know the uh, the other episode where they did virtually the same thing right. but it's just so weird to like almost do the same thing twice and then, Yes, it's funny that she knocked Jefferson over the couch, but she did that before too, right? And when you're giving me two things now that I kind of already seen you do, and the same person revolves around both things, I don't know. And but it, again, it was funny when Marcy um talked about um her fan her her imaginary friends that were real people. That was actually a genuinely disturbing scene. <laughs> I was
4: just gonna say that it was disturbing.
3: Yeah. So, so maybe I should do three point five. I don't know, but doesn't really matter, but (laughs) what we're saying is it's it's not a horrible episode but it's not amazing either.
4: Correct. Right.
3: So tune in next week to see if Buck has a bellyache is amazing. Peg feels left out when everyone's attention turns to a distraught Buck.